0: Hello, this is Dr. Steve Holler, the president of the Indiana Dental Association. I am glad to be with you today on another version of Presidential Pearls. Today, we are talking all things dental laboratories. I have Larry Stoller, CDT, with us today, and his laboratory is located in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Larry, glad to have you along.
1: Glad to be here, doctor.
0: Thank you so much. Hey, let's jump into all things lab. Uh, when I look at dental laboratories uh, and I think about um, where we are today versus where we are when I started my career 25 years ago, uh, dental labs are are very different. Um, and before we launch off into those differences, why don't you tell us a little bit about the evolution of of who you are, where your lab is, and, and what your lab is today?
1: Okay, I, I started my lab in 1977. I went to dental or off to college to be a dentist, but I found out I had a little bit of a learning disability and comprehension is really hard for me. I have to be repetitive, repetitive. And the counselor down at Ball State said, you're, you're probably not going to make it to follow your brother's footsteps. Because my bro- oldest brother, Alan, uh, is was a dentist. He's retired now. But no so that, huh. that gave up that uh, that hope and dream of mine. And he introduced me to the dental lab program because I've always been very artsy. So I, I applied to the program. My brother, Alan, graduated dental school in 77. And so I started doing his lab work before I even graduated with my associate degree of dental lab technology. Once um, I got my degree, I rented his basement for about uh, five, six years. And then I bought a building in Bluffton and moved there into a small little uh, three, bit, three uh, room of upstairs apartment. And had my lab there with about four other techs. Eventually, we we remodeled the whole downstairs, moved downstairs, grew into uh, uh, about 11 techs. And then I I got to the point we had 21. And and, and by 2004, my two sons who wanted to get out of high school uh, afternoons said, yeah, we would kind of come to the lab and do stuff there. And they kind of picked up on it and they loved it. They went to school, graduated. And once they, they graduated from the dental lab program, I remember going and telling my wife, you know, it's now we got to take this business serious because now we have two additional mouths to feed in their families. Um, so we got to either decide to go big or go home. And so at that point then, we, we re- did some more remodeling. We started growing the, the company. And in, in 2017, that we actually opened up a satellite lab in Fort Wayne to see how our presence here would work. We're doing same-day relines and repairs. And it suddenly just took off and took off. And we made the decision, it's time for us to move the whole lab to Fort Wayne. So we bought an 8,600-square-foot building here in Fort Wayne, moved up here. And the only issues we've had is the building is now too small. But, wow! Uh, was, congratulations.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's a, I think that's a great story of, of your history and like so many of the listeners today are dentists. So many have family ties, and I loved. I actually did not know that about your brother, and and the tie with your boys in the dental lab business with you now. I think uh, speaks volumes. So I think I think that's terrific. So would you consider your lab in its current location? Uh, full
1: service lab, and what does a full service lab mean? Yes, we are, are full service uh, we, full service means you you uh, do almost everything in house you know there's orthodontics, we have an ortho department there's partial frameworks. we do some in house, some of them we have to outsource we, we, because of the manpower shortage that we have. but then like full all the other removables are done, Redentures all done all in house. We have a CAD department, we do all of our own milling in house. Um, all of our scanning, design work stays here. The ceramics, hand stacking, uh, metal work—everything is done in house in all five areas of dental lab technology. Wow. And when that used to be, you know, you had to get um, certified in one of the five, but now they're actually you know, adding an implant um, um, certification possibility too to get certified in implants as well.
0: So uh, tell me this, Larry: the 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 lab as I know it. You know, we were trained in in uh, what I would consider to be an analog technique uh, of dentistry, and and then I've seen in my career that transition to a digital uh, technique. And some people are in the middle and and doing both. Um, how have you seen that change from analog to digital affect your lab business?
1: It is. Um... It is making the growth very possible. And back to you having the two sons on board, that's really what kind of brought me along with this um, new, new digital workflow. Um, at my age, you know, I probably was sent with the, the old school ways and been done. But with them on board, they have pushed me to you know, to continue the education and getting more and more different equipment. When we first moved up here, only 10% of our cases were actually digital. Uh, now it's about 40% of our cases are digital that come in, but even to the point now that everything even comes in analog with pouring models and all that, it still goes through the CAD department for design work for, if it's going to be a, a full cast crown, it still gets designed and milled in wax. Then it gets screwed and invested and burned out the old school way. But, uh, everything now we don't have anybody that waxes crowns anymore. And that used to be a big thing you know, 35 years ago, you're a crown and bridge waxer. And now th- that job is, is totally eliminated by design team uh, doing the, the crown uh, designs. So,
0: um, so, the de- so the doctors, and I'm not sure I fully had a grasp on that. You're, you're saying even if I present you with a triple tray, an analog, what we might consider an analog uh, technique and present it to your lab, inside your lab, it's actually getting transitioned to a digital format.
1: That's correct. Everything will be poured, the dies are, are trimmed, and then they all get, through. we have three-shaped scanners and rolling mills, and they're, they're, they're going to be, um, or, you know, and, and we'll uh, even build, the you know, model building our 3D printers that we need to, but everything goes into the scanner, we scan the die, scan the master cast, scan the opposing, everything goes into a digital file, then at that point, it's, it's just going to be a, a full contour Bruxer is going to be a full contour um, uh, Emax crown. It's going to be a layer. All that stuff is, is figured out in the, uh, in the CAD department. And then it's milled out of whatever material we need to. It's going to be a force of use of metal.
0: Let's talk materials a minute. What, what, and you may not have the exact percents, but, but in being the business owner uh, with your sons and so forth, what, what would you say is the material most often used now uh, for a full coverage crown?
1: Uh, zirconia is by far, uh, we, we offer either a full contoured zirconia, or it can be this is zirconia core with hand stacked porcelain on it. Um, some doctors don't like the, the, they feel that the zirconia is going to wear the opposing arch. They want the, uh, the stacked porcelain up on that occlusion. So, uh, I would say as of right now, um, I'd say 60% of our crowns are full contour zirconia, 20% might be Emax, uh, maybe 10% would be like a layered, like an anterior, so the lingual is in zirconia, but the facial is, is still hand stacked porcelain and, and ceramics would, would do all the contouring. And then maybe 5% are still the porcelain used in metal.
0: And how much, uh, are you seeing any gold work coming through?
1: Uh, we still do two or three full cast crowns a day. Um. The gold price now, what it is, you're, you're getting, we had one the other day go out for over $600 because of the amount of gold that was used in it. And to me, it would been a much better case to put a zirconia on there at the, the lower cost uh, price point.
0: Wow. And then are you are you seeing uh, your doctor base, is anyone using the CERAC or E4D um, scanning for implant or... Crown and bridge uh, technology.
1: Yes, we're, we're getting a lot of, of digital um, scanning being done for um, um, implants. A lot of, we do a lot of surgical guide work here. So the digital scanning, is you just pair with a surgical guide, they're highly, highly accurate. The, uh, probably the fallback with digital is when you go to soft tissue scanning, that just has not quite evolved to the point where I feel comfortable enough to say, going to the digital denture world. Um, it seems like we capturing the borders is really tough on uh, an indentureless arch. Uh, so that, that's probably the reason why we have not fully grasped the digital dentures at this time. we had the meeting here talking with the, the individuals about it. And they even said too that at the end, most of the time a reline will be required, which you look at the steps involved Digital, dentist, digital dentures has not got the point where we're able to eliminate use steps to save you your hourly cost, you know, chair site. And that's kind of where the the beauty of digital is. A lot of times it saves the doctor a lot of chair time. My brother years ago told me it's like 650 bucks an hour. He wants to be billing out for the time chair site, which is fair. But if you have to see an extra appointment, you, you're, you're going to be losing money where you could be seeing other patients. So uh, at this point, digital dentures in our lab are probably on about a two-year hold yet. It's come a long way in the last three years. Huge steps have been made forward, but to get the accuracy that I feel we need, I don't think it's it's quite there yet. But in crown and bridge, uh, you know, doing the scanning, you need those uh, solid uh, markers like the teeth and that to to get a good accurate uh, scan, and with the uh, a lot of the implants in code is, is one that we see a lot of that coming through. All the markings are on top of the head of the in code, and we can print models for that. We can have the crown being milled at the same time the, the custom abutments being made. Uh, so they all made up at the end. Yeah. So it's the digital world is almost endless of, of how it can be utilized to speed up accuracy, to speed up your delivery times, uh, and your less chair time.
0: So it doesn't sound to me like you're threatened by the digital format. You're not threatened by some of these in-office mills, and it sounds like uh, if I heard you before, you're you're as busy as you've ever been.
1: Yes, we we, we are we are really busy that's yes, for sure. But, so uh,
0: so one of the one of the things I started as president of the Ida was a task force on workforce um, ha, has and, and dentistry wow. in general has really felt the pinch of workforce. Have you felt that in the dental laboratory business, uh, workforce shortage?
1: Yes, we have. Right now, we have three openings that we would love to fill. Uh, There there are not a lot of candidates out there. The school is right here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, but they have such low numbers. uh, I think there's only, uh, if I remember right, uh, I think there's eight dental lab techs coming out of that school. We've already brought four of them in for internships and working internships to try to get them started in the dental lab field in an actual working environment. You know, this going to be a year or two till they're seasoned technicians where they can actually do really good production work, but they have to take those baby steps first and they have to find a lab large enough like ours that can afford to bring them in to, to devote some time to them. And um, that's, that's probably the biggest fallback we have now. You, you lose, most of our, our employment is female employment. And all of a sudden they, they have, you know, two, three children, daycare becomes an issue. Um, they off out of the workforce, they go. And that's what we, we have We struggle with mostly right now. We we had uh, this last year, we've had six pregnancies in our lab and three of them decided to, to be stay at home moms. So and with the few amount of students coming out, it's harder and harder to find people to fill those voids.
0: Well, it, so, it sounds like workforce is, is uh, really across our industry, and there's another, another example of that, Larry. Well, we've been talking today with Larry Stoller and with Stoller Dental Labs, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, I will tell uh, the listeners uh, another little uh, pearl I think that Larry has, has uh, grasped onto is the whole idea of what we do as general dentist and, and just de- dentist in general, and that's the whole idea of service. And Larry, I want to compliment you. We use your lab, and and uh, we're uh, over an hour away from his lab here in Warsaw. And uh, we have a pickup. Uh, he'll send a car around and pick up. And that I will tell you, Larry, that's really high value. I know that's extra cost for you, but our turnaround times are faster. Uh, even though we uh, we don't have to depend on UPS or FedEx or or whoever else, uh, we have a human uh, coming in and. And picking up and delivering uh, our cases and I know that's available in other places and it's a little more difficult in more rural settings but that's just one little pearl uh, plus your lab does very very high level work both anterior aesthetics and, and uh, predictable posterior uh, functioning uh, crown and bridge every single day so Uh, On behalf of the whole industry, uh, I I would like to to reach out and hug all the CDTs as I don't think that that, that, uh, labs get enough credit uh, from dentistry in general, uh, but I will say, know that we are very appreciative, dentists are, uh, of your skill and talent, and uh, uh, I want to thank you for that.
1: Well, thank you very much for this opportunity, and it's a pleasure to work for high-end quality doctors like yourself. Uh, we look forward to that
0: thank you and uh thanks for joining us and all the listeners uh we we will have additional podcasts coming uh coming your way so larry have a good afternoon and we'll we'll talk to you later
1: okay thanks a lot dr holler thanks bye